Thank you for the wonderful opportunity I got uh, to present the ministry in India. Uh, my name is Jairaj Golla, but I go with the name Jairaj because that is how we go in India. So the first name comes last or last name comes first. So glad to see you all this uh, evening. Uh, I'm Jairaj Golla. I'm third generation <clears throat> Christian. My grandfather, who is with a, a British missionary, who is a teacher, he, uh, the grandfather, he was the first generation Christian who heard the gospel from a British principal of the school. And later he became an evangelist. So that is a few words about my beginning of the gospel in our families. We praise God for that. So I was saved, though I am from a Christian family, uh, I was saved in uh, 1992 when I was 17 years old. I, I am attending a summer Bible school where the Lord touched my life and I have realized that I need to know the Lord personally. So I took uh, the decision. Ever since I was serving the Lord in different capacities, I've been through, as Pastor mentioned, I was into uh, computer jobs for some years and serving government. And in 2005, in the year 2005, I gave my Lord to serve completely and not in the South India, but in the uh, northern part of the country. So my first visit to United States was back in 2009. And this is my sixth trip to United States. And this is the first time I was here. So after a gap of four years, after 2018, I was visiting uh, some of my supporting churches. So that is the brief introduction about my, my coming into the Lord as a missionary. So if we go to the first slide, you can see my beautiful wife and my kids. So we are serving through Vision 2020 Asia, IGM. IGM is located at uh, Rochester, New York. That is a mission. We are serving through Vision 2020 Asia is the organization through which we are connected to IGM. So in the next slide, you can see uh, my wife. So this is a testimony I am presenting in every... Uh, in every church. So last year, she was affected with a malignant tumor on her uh, left side of the face. And she was operated twice and uh, we, she went through 31 cycles of radiation and she lost about 25 pounds of uh, weight. But she is recovering from the treatment. We praise God for that. In, in the month of July, when we visited the hospital, they said that 
everything is good and you don't need to come to the hospital for six months. Okay, so that's a good news. Amen. That's when Amen. I started my trip to United States. So though it kept me away from ministry for, for a while, we had a wonderful relationship with God uh, traveling through all this treatment. You can see in the next slides, you can see uh, my wife's surgery pictures. She had like a tennis ball tumor and she got operated on that for a couple of times. So we had a lot of challenges physically, uh, financially, mentally and even spiritually. But God is good that he hold our hand, yes. not we holding his hand, but he hold our hand yes. and he walked through the all this and we are we praise God for that. I stand here praising and giving thanks unto the Lord. Amen. So just a little bit about uh, marriages in India. We are married for 17 years. Uh, we are blessed with uh, two boys, Paul and Chris. You have seen them in the picture. Uh, we go by arranged marriages. Arranged marriages. So the first time I spoke to my wife face to face is on the wedding night. <laughs> you heard right. <laughs> so, but I say it works. <laughs> yeah. So in the next slide, I'm going to present to you my ministry. So mostly we do church planting ministry out in the northern part. So those are the states called Himachal Pradesh, Odisha, Bihar, Madhya Pradesh and Uttar Pradesh. These are the northern part of the country. So in the southern part and into the northeast part, we have prevalence of gospel. Uh, a pastor witnessed that. He was telling one of the South Indian city or the hub of info information technology. IT is Bangalore, which has 75 theological colleges. As per uh, pastor, I don't know that, <laughs> but I know many, many theological colleges are there. But out in the northern part, there is very little presence of the gospel. So God gave me the burden and he gave me the uh, vision for the North India. So most of the church planting active ministry is in the northern part. We mostly do house churches. We form house churches. Though the constitution gives us the freedom to uh, profess our faith and propagate the faith. Those are the exact words used in the constitution. But we never had that full liberty. So we had, uh, we had this anti-conversion bill which is in most of the uh, North Indian states which are ruled by BJP which is a Hindu fundamental group uh, from, formed through that. So what does this anti-conversion bill states? Whenever you want to get baptized, whenever I need to give a baptism or the believers needs to take a baptism, they have to get the approval of a county level officer. They have to apply 
and they have to get the approval. The county level officer will come and he will do a kind of an investigation and he will see whether the believer is taking baptism on his or her own. Is it voluntary or is it by force? So a, a, a poor villager who is uh, not educated, who has not much, uh, much into any, any things they can present to the officers, they don't try to go. Okay, though they cannot go and face a county level officer. But still, uh, we do the baptisms where there is no such um, bill or we do it secretly. Uh, I can tell one testimony, not from my ministry or from not from this ministry, but it happened in a state in North India, beginning of northeast assam in this state when the when the when the pastor is ready to baptize the believers in the river this mob came group of people came they stopped so now the people are about to take the baptism and they don't want to get away or they don't want to stop the baptismal service. So the believers said, they gave an idea, Pastor, you go back, you stand there, pray for us, we will just get into the water, we will dip ourselves and we will come back. You just pray for us. So no one can stop the gospel, no one can stop the ministry of the living God. So, that's how we'll overcome this anti-conversion bill. So, if you are caught giving baptism, so you will be charged some few thousands of rupees and six months jail. Okay, so this is... So, the, the government wants to push it uh, as a national, federal law but uh, we are praying that uh, God would uh, stop that. Yes. Please yes. pray. That is the biggest yes. uh, prayer point I would like to bring to your notice. Yes. In the next slide, you can see a few pictures how we do the ministry of church planters. We have 12 church planters working with me. So these, these are some of our church planters. In the next slide, yeah, they're literally going to their bedroom. And they'll sit on their bed and that's how they study the word of God. Just like how Jesus did in his uh, lifetime. In the next slide, you can see this is the next part of our ministry called Tribal Outreach Ministry. We have about 13 men who are working with us. Thus far, this year we had about 25 souls saved this year. Praise God for that. And we do... Monthly, we do uh, once in a month, we gather all these people. They are not much trained in uh, theology. They are not much trained in Bible. So we try to give them doctrinal training and give some something that they can uh, give to their uh, folk. 
give to their churches and we also financially help them and also we help them to build some churches with uh, some thatched hut or tiled uh, buildings we try to do so this is a, a tribal outreach ministry we are doing so in the next slide you can see the whole group of people yeah yes so this is a whole group with the uh, some of them have their wives with them so the one with the garlands in the middle he is uh, dr jim star uh, who sold his five businesses when god called him to go to india mm. and uh, he was like he is like 80 times he came to india wow. encouraging us and uh, he wow. takes uh, two three two or three trips uh, every year so he's slowing down because of his age so he brought dr mike on board and dr mike privet is our new director yeah so this is the tribal group group of pastors who are with us so on to my on to my right sitting so that gentleman is uh, my co uh, laborer who with me along we both of us do this ministry in the next slide you can see our tv and truth and freedom bible course so we are on television we preach we air every sunday 30 minutes once in a week we take prayer requests we do some counseling and people who are interested we enroll them into this uh, truth and freedom bible course truth and bible, truth and freedom bible course was written by uh, a missionary by name jean gurgenes yeah you may know him so he passed away a couple of years ago but he visited our ministry and he was a missionary to bangladesh for 17 years so i got the privilege of translating that into my telugu language and we are doing this truth and freedom course uh since 2011 and we have about 8000 plus graduates from this uh, bible course we praise god for that and in the next two slides you can see all these people taking the certificates so this is like a graduation the recent graduation this is like a, a correspondence course where we send the material and they will try to write it and uh, send the answer sheets for us so this will help them to understand uh, the authenticity of bible credibility of bible why to take baptism what is the what it what it all means about salvation so all these uh, uh, basic fundamental aspects in the bible are covered in the next slide you can see a discipleship training programs a new initiative we have started so you can see this uh, pastor with a blue shirt uh, to the right of me so he's a sick pastor so he recently started a work in uh, jammu and kashmir so jammu and kashmir is a state which uh, we had trouble with pakistan okay so half of that state is is full of terrorists 
So this pastor, uh, God gave him a burden and recently we got in contact with him and we are closely working with this pastor and we are trying to do some discipleship training to these young boys. What we do in discipleship training? In discipleship training, we try to cover three aspects. One is, uh, what is prayer? How to do prayer? What are the results of prayer? And we do about Bible, how to do your personal Bible study, how to do group Bible study, and thirdly, how to witness to their relatives and friends. So these are the three aspects we do, because that cannot be done in a regular church service. So that's why we do this kind of discipleship training. With this we started this year only. It's a new initiative, as I said. In the next slide, you can see Mission Training School. We have started this after COVID because we could not travel everywhere and we could not go because we have a lot of restrictions and a lot of uh, things to take care. So we, we brought six boys from this church planting area and we are training them. We brought them from Jammu Kashmir, Himachal Pradesh and Punjab. And it is a four-month class hours training and also two-month practical training. So soon after my visit from United States, I'll be working with them on the practical side. In the next slide, you can see those boys. So these are the, to the left picture, you see these boys. And to the right picture, there is an another, uh, to, the, uh, to the right you are seeing, this is a mission training school. And to the left, that is another training uh, where I am part of as a leader. I don't own that ministry, but that is like I am uh, helping them in uh, teaching and putting all my mission experience and training them. So I, uh, these are the two. Uh, I am much occupied with these two, two things. So these are the training things and in the next slide I'm going to you know, show you some poor children we are helping this Miss Anudas in the in her nursing skirt. So she is one of our church planters daughter. So she is uh, uh, we are helping her to study her nursing. Please pray for these needs orphan boys taking skill training in their welding skills. So in the next slide, you can see the COVID help we have given in the last two years. We have helped 100 village pastors, 700 believers, families, 200 community families, thousands of food packets distributed to the migrant workers. And I had the wonderful uh, privilege and uh, pastoral care to give to perform seven funerals at the at the spike of uh, COVID, when the COVID is deadly. So I praise God that I could able to do that without infecting, infecting myself and infect, not infecting my family. <laughs> In the next slide, you can see how we have distributed all these packets of food uh, on the road when people are traveling, uh, just going around when the, everything is locked down. Yes, sir. Next slide. 
Yeah, some of the slides. Yeah, these are some of the needs. Please pray that we have 2,000 uh, to spend on our children education. Training, every discipleship training gives, uh, I have to spend 200 per month if I have to take up this training. And my wife's treatment left us with 3,500 loans to be cleared. We uh, It totally costed 8,000. And uh, my mission trips to North India uh, takes 300 per trip. So please pray as the Lord leads. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward that God would uh, bless all this ministry. So as I presented, I don't... Uh, myself that I am doing everything on my own but there are some church planters some tribal pastors and some co-workers with me who are all joining hands together and doing this for the kingdom of God Amen. I would like to take some questions before I get into some word of God any questions you have to to get clarified with. What's that? What you feed your sons, they're pretty good sized boys. <laughs> I can say that is the result of COVID lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> they have no exercise. <laughs> they are, <laughs> yeah. They are. Uh, they are 16 and 11. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, as I told you, this anti-conversion bill is a, like a threat for every church planter, mostly working in the northern parts. Another opposition we faced is when we are telecasting the television. So in the earlier days, uh, Tom Williams, Dr. Tom Williams, who is a, a cowboy preacher and an evangelist from Louisville area. So his, we are going to use his tapes to be broadcasted. But we had some anonymous calls from many people. So we have to drop down that program and we, we don't want to present the American preachers from that point. So we have these kinds of anonymous calls or threats, both from government and from other anti-Christian elements to stop the work. Mm -hmm. And they always told me that their religion uh, accepts all religions. Yeah. But they're, 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 what are, they're more, uh, what do you call it, uh, radical Hindus that don't accept all religions? Is that... Uh, that is an interesting point to discuss because India is a 1.4 billion people that is four times United States and land-wise it is one-thirds of United States so it is densely populated so 82% of 
Indian population are Hindus. So Hindus have three million gods and goddesses. So they don't mind taking Jesus as one of the three million. So that answers part of your question. But that is not the deal, isn't it? Jesus is not one of the three million or he is not one of the other gods. So, even for an average Hindu, they'll get hurt if you say Jesus is the only way, only truth or only the life. Okay, so they, 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 they're not bothered to come to church for a Christmas <laughs> or for any, any Christian wedding. But when we really take the gospel to that, to that focus about cross, about blood, about Jesus to be accepted as the one and only personal savior who can take you to the heaven, there the things will change. That's where things won't go smooth. It will go smooth as long as you are saying, okay, I can do, shall I pray for you? Or can you come to the church? All these things will work out. But when we want to work on their salvation, because that is the ultimate goal. <laughs> so when we try to do that, then the trouble begins. Okay, so I would like to just go through one verse before I close, which is like my life verse. I would like you to turn to St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 33. 633 goes like this, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And all these things shall be added unto you. So the Bible states here, it starts with but. But. So all the chapter, it talks about how to pray Je Jesus, teaching his disciples how to pray how to ask God. Jesus, in this chapter, I'm not here to do a Bible study, but Jesus talks about the basic essentials of the human being. He talks about the people are so worried about what you wear, what you drink, what you eat. People's focus is more on the physical things. So as a, pro, as, as a preaching with property, Jesus shows them the fowls of the air and the grass of the forest. He talks about 
King Solomon and he brings, he narrows his sermon to that very verse. Saying, you may be worried about eating, drinking, you may be worried about your shelter, worried about many other things which are visible to your naked eye. But with our spiritual eye, we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. That's what we are thriving for. That's not... This is His kingdom. The church we are building is not my church, but it is Jesus Christ's church. He is the author and finisher of the faith. And he is the author and the builder of that church. We are just co-workers. I say always that we need to keep this verse as our focal point. Seeking the kingdom of God. Trying to focus and refocus the kingdom of God. This year, or, or we, we all can be called as the post-COVID generation. Yes. Hope COVID is done with the world. <laughs> but after COVID, we have more responsibility and more, more attention yes. towards the kingdom of God than ever before. So please join hands, pray for these 1.4 billion people who should know the Lord. Pray for the people who are toiling, who are suffering for the cross. I would like to close by saying that in heaven we have a lot of surprises. What is that? Surprises that somebody may come and say to you, I'm saved because of you. Yeah, i never been to India. How can I save you? But they may say that you prayed for the one who, you, who saved me. You prayed for the one who preached to me. Yes. That could be the wonderful expre- uh, surprises yes. we are looking forward to. Amen. That is what seeking the kingdom of God with your spiritual eye not with your naked eye. In the, through the naked eye, you can see this world which is wretched, which is so bad, worse. But with the spiritual eye, you need to look to the kingdom of God, seek the kingdom of God, invest in it, invest through prayer, invest through all what God has given you yes. and be blessed. May the Lord bless these words. Amen.